0: Ride ride. We're here with Mame and Mom. Yes. Well, hi, Mom. Where did you ever, ever come from? You're my mom, so I came from you. Yeah, that is true. That's true. This backhanded compliment changed your whole life. Mame out,
1: man. And we are back. And you're who?
0: Mame, and you are Mom. Yay. Look at that. We did it. That was so good.
1: It's only taken us six months, um That's I pretty mean, good
0: six months and this is what we have to show for it honestly
1: and this is what we have to show (laughs) for it but hey you know what i'll take it i'll take it but
0: today's episode is a really big deal
1: it is a big deal because it's our
0: 25th episode this is our
1: 25th episode and today is like a 25th anniversary Woohoo! is that supposed to be gold or silver or what is 25th anniversary oh i should look it up yeah, we need to find out. That's we
0: need to buy ourselves a present today.
1: Yeah, we'll tell okay. everyone what I bought you. I bought you a great present for your birthday.
0: Oh, you got me a lot of fun things. One thing you got was a uh, a cat. It's like a it's like a little baby doll, but it has a cat face. It's not
1: and it's creepy. Yeah,
0: I keep I keep putting it in different parts of the apartment and like moving it slightly so that when Farat moves walks in the room, he doesn't he he's afraid it. of it. <laughs> It's not good to be married to me, honestly. I don't recommend Mm, it. I
1: can imagine. (laughs) And what was the thing that I got you that goes on your car?
0: Well, you got me a mug, and then, yeah, you got me a magnet. And I,
1: yeah. Did you put it on your car? No, not yet. It's a car magnet. It says Maim and Mom. And so, I, what I wanted to do is put it on the side of her door, so when she drives around, people are going to be like, "Oh my God, are you ma? Are you from Maim and Moms? Like your paparazzi will be following you. It's not going to be easy, but I just thought it would be nice. And you'd be drinking your out of your mug
0: when I'm driving. I'll bring the yeah. the porcelain mug in my car. Yeah, good plan. Yeah, good plan. Yeah, I mean, you love to put things on my car without my permission, so I'm surprised it wasn't just on my I car know. already.
1: I can't believe I didn't do that. I am so disappointed in myself. That I'm was glad you didn't.
0: I mean, after the last incident, I still have. So for for a little bit of uh, context, I don't. I think we might have talked about this before. I'm not sure, but when I went to England the first time, when I got back, my mom put this giant sticker of the Queen on my car, and then she also put a little tiny in the window. Yeah, in the window, so it looks like she's like waving, which is actually very funny. Whenever I have Evie in the car, because I roll down the window and then queen and then a corgi which is pretty hilarious and then yeah. but the, the problem is that sticker is fine it's hilarious it's funny but the problem is the one in the back is like this tiny little princess sticker and it looks like my dad bought my car for me or something it's <laughs> <laughs> such, such a princess it's just oh, like no it's just not my vibe and I, um, I I mean, it's partially on me because I bought the Guga stuff to like take it off like a year ago and I keep forgetting every time I go outside.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll get it off. <laughs> I'll get it off for you. But the other one was funny because when, after the queen died, which that's sad, it's not funny that she died, but here you are still with the queen picture on your door and what, someone said something to you about that, right?
0: A lot of people did actually. They thought it was like a memoriam type of thing. <laughs> um it, it, was, it was a whole thing and the problem the sad thing too is that like the sticker is just like slowly been fading for a long time I know <laughs>
1: like a ghost now
0: <laughs> after the last episode I don't know I think there's a ghost haunting me right now
1: Ooh. oh man maybe that's who it was
0: maybe that was the person we
1: didn't know the blonde wow. person
0: I know yeah
1: is she blonde or she had white hair maybe she was just looking at the white hair who knows? Now, now
0: the cat's going. Here
1: we go. There's always love around. That's all. That's all that matters. My little animals are nothing but love.
0: Here. You need to take this wig off. My mom has a full on like curly <laughs> grandma wig. I'm having a glass. I'm having a It's been so much it's fun. It's good to have fun. It just looks like it's like your hair. and It's just freaking me out.
1: It's actually the same color hair, but now it's curly. I should have said I got a perm. Oh my God. I, I wouldn't have believed
0: oh, that. I'll That's call
1: funny. Brittany and do yeah. It.
0: There She'll you believe
1: it. She believes everything.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so how do you feel? How do you feel about our twenty-five episodes so far? I
1: am so happy. I am really, I am really, really happy. This has been one of the funnest things that I've ever done, and not just fun, but to the heart. Mm-hmm. It, this has touched my heart because it's. I don't know. It's been nice. It's been. It's like we have to spend time together, so there's no excuses not to.
0: Mandated. So I think
1: it's been a great opportunity to get to know you better. And I really like you. Yeah. Like if I wasn't related <laughs> to you, I'd hang out with you. I That's think we would definitely be friends. Don't you think? Yeah, we'd
0: be, we'd be friends for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have got to know a lot about you getting to know the person that you are and I'm so darn proud. You, you really got yourself together. It's impressive. It really is. It's impressive at your age to to have the knowledge that you have already at your age. And ethics. I like your ethics. You're an ethical person, and I think more than anything, you can have anything in the world, but if you have ethics, that's that's the core of a person. So I, I like your core. How's that? Wow, that's
0: a that's a cool compliment. You like my core.
1: I, what? Well, what? Thanks. What better confident can you Yeah. What better compliment could you get than that
0: i mean i did do some ab exercises today so i'm happy you noticed but thank you
1: (laughs) you're so weird yeah on top of that you're weird
0: but that's okay Yeah, yeah, it's been really fun it's been really fun hanging out yeah definitely to know how similar we are as well so that's been that's been fun i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry you poor thing but no i'm just kidding
1: it is what it is. That's what it they is said. What it is. Eh? is what it is. So what you been up to? What's going on?
0: I got a new job. Woohoo! You Finally, I can stop shop. talking about being laid off. <laughs> I know. I know. has been I've been so miserable. I feel like I've been uh, I hope that that you all didn't catch on to that too much. It's been it's been a rough time.
1: It's, you've had, yeah, you've had a really couple rough months, actually longer because you had the long distance relationship with your now husband. So now, at least now the two of you are living in the same place. Mm -hmm. You're not traveling constantly. You feel like you're, you're stable, right?
0: Yeah, but it's hard to adjust. It's hard to, I feel like I, now that everything's calm and I'm like in a good place, I, my brain's almost like making up random things. Like I, f- I don't even know how to relax, but that's exactly it. Working on it. I think uh, it will just take some time to be like, okay, yeah, I really am just in a stable, good place now, but yeah. it feels like I'm reaching the end of a, a, a long journey to get here. Is there sadness? No. I mean, there's not sadness in where I'm at right now. I'm really happy where I'm at right now. I just think that I was like holding on by a thread for, for a long time that, um, there's not sadness now. It's just, I think kind of just like actually letting myself feel feelings fully again, because I couldn't let myself fully just feel feelings. Otherwise I just would break down all the time. So, right. Right. There's not sadness in that sense. It's just like adjusting to being a, a human again.
1: And it's a letdown. I mean, you go through so much stress and, you know, like you said, it's constant, constant, constant. And now it's not there. So it it's a letdown. It's like the day after Christmas, right? You're all excited for Christmas. Everything's great. And then after that, it's like, oh, it's done, you know?
0: Um, I don't know if I feel that way. Yeah. Definitely doesn't feel like Christmas just happened. It feels like really like I went to a bunch of funerals in a row. Not 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 just went to Christmas. <laughs> it's like it was... Oh, okay. that well,
1: rid of my positive attitude. It was <laughs> a rough
0: time. <laughs> now it just feels like, okay, the rough is over. And there's like on the other side. Yeah. Um, but no, interviewing was, was a journey in itself. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really rough out there right now. I feel for everyone that's been laid off recently and I mean, ever gotten laid off, but it's really hard. I think when you're feeling extremely insecure because you got laid off to then have to sell almost like sell yourself. Not that sounds terrible. What I mean is like, just Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, I, I, you should hire me because I'm this awesome person when you don't really feel that way after Mm -hmm. getting laid off. That's how, yeah. It was hard, but it feels good to have gotten the job offer that I did. I think it's a perfect company. I start soon, and I'm just so excited to have a job again.
1: Oof. Yeah, yeah. You were off for three months, right? Three months. And it's one thing having three months off, if you know you already have a job, and you can relax and enjoy. But when you didn't, you didn't, you did not enjoy that three months. It was not enjoyable.
0: No, there was a lot of ups and downs. Definitely wasn't the worst three months because I mean, I got married. Like it was like, yeah, there were great things that happened. There were awesome parts of the past three months, but it was some serious, rough, rough times at the same Mm -hmm. time. I interviewed with so many, so many companies. I actually, at the end of it, I... Applied for 60 different companies. Wow. And I I should have kept track with how many interviews I had, but it was probably, I mean, the ones that went all the way were probably like 10, but then I I probably had like 30 phone interviews. Wow. The interviews that I did have were like five hours each.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, that was rough. I don't. Wow. That's amazing that you went through that. Yeah. And then you kept on hearing
0: no and no and no.
1: Yeah, and and then I got some offers,
0: too, that I just didn't, that weren't the right fit either, and I just had to, like, kind of walk away from, even though it was hard, because I really needed a job, Um, Mm -hmm. but I found the right place, and it it ended up all being worth it, but it was
1: tough. So, what did you learn about yourself through this? Did you learn, I don't know, what what did you come out from this? What came Um, out of
0: this? I mean, I don't think that I necessarily learned anything about myself, but I think I just got back what I used to have. Huh? What we're going to talk about today, this really plays into really well, but I think when I first started out, I was pretty insecure, and then, like, a year in, I didn't really have any insecurities. I was, like, doing fine. When I I got recruited at a couple of jobs, I was, like, on, like, I didn't have any really doubts about myself. I mean, there was a lot of stuff I went through in terms of, like, being a woman in tech, but I didn't let it get to me. Mm-hmm. But the past two or three years, I really let it get to me. And I think I'm just kind of like coming out of that now. I mean, there's going to be bad things about any job you have, right? But more like the like the discrimination stuff that I face often, being in tech, just didn't used to really bother me. No, there is one thing I learned. It's that you have to ask the right questions when you're interviewing, and you have to not be afraid to ask those questions. And those questions, specifically, being for me, is like, how do women feel at this company? Like, I used to never ask those types of questions because I would feel like. It would, uh, like, scare jobs away potentially. But honestly, it you should scare the jobs away that aren't going to answer those questions.
1: If that's important to you and you're asking those questions, and Mm
0: -hmm. you know
1: you don't get the right answers, then why would you want to work there? Because you know eventually you're not going to be happy.
0: Exactly. Yes. Whatever job it is, if you're interviewing, figure out the things that are really important to you and ask those questions.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And don't be afraid to do it because. You got to spot the red flags before before you take the job. I mean, I had, I, I left a few jobs just because it wasn't a great fit for me at the mm-hmm. time. And I don't want to do that and, again. I just want to. Yeah. And,
1: and well, you must have had some confidence because I think that it would have been easy just to grab any job that hired you or wanted to hire you because you were so afraid that you didn't or wouldn't get a job. Right. But you had enough confidence to say, no, I'm sorry, that's not going to work out. And you were patient and you waited till the right thing to show up. Yeah, but it was hard. If, I'm sure that must have been really hard. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's
0: like more about like faking it before you make it type of thing. Like I think if you act like you believe in yourself, eventually you'll, you'll just start believing in yourself. I think so. Like, I mean, people respond well to, to someone that's confident about what they can do.
1: Oh yeah, they can feel it on you. Confidence, yeah, you wear it on your sleeve.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, yeah, I feel yeah. good now. It's been a journey too, because I mean, the last six months we did this podcast, yeah. and I also started doing my YouTube channel, which is a lot it's um I feel like I really have been just putting myself out there completely and Mm -hmm. making videos about being in tech when you don't even feel confident about being in tech is really really hard Yeah. but that has been getting better too now that I feel better like they've been easier did it help you to become
1: more confident making those videos though no oh it did not okay
0: people specifically will just comment stuff that they would never ever comment like on a man's videos Um, oh yeah so I don't know it was like I had ups and downs but it's going good and I'm excited about where it's going to go good
1: and you're always going to get comments negative comments or whatever yeah of course like everybody you hear the the negative more than the positive you know you Mm -hmm. can have a hundred positives and one negative you're focusing on it that's how it works
0: yeah and I wanted to talk to you about that because today we're going to talk a little bit about the stuff that you've been feeling insecure about because I know you were talking about how You've been nervous because, I mean, it was a really big deal. My mom has been putting herself out there a lot. She got her first call back for a to do an audition for a commercial, which is huge. Yep. yep. But, but it's last Friday. Yeah. yeah. But you were talking a little bit about how you're feeling insecure about it.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, you know, I shouldn't say of course, because I don't want to be negative like that, but. Two days before the audition, I woke up and I had a bursted blood vessel in my eye and it looked like my eye was bleeding. I mean, it was disgusting. It freaked me out. My husband was, he almost sent me to the hospital, (laughs) but it's something that happens. It's just, it's, Mm -hmm. just one of those things. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It just happened. So I had the audition and I had to go with that. So just that I felt insecure anyway. Yep. Yep. So I go, and I've never been, don't know what to expect or anything. So I go, and I walk in, and there's there's a bunch of chairs that are pushed up against the wall, and there's people sitting in the chairs, and they ask me to take a seat. And like three minutes later, they come in, of course. Oh, well, they have to take lunch right now. So it'll be a little bit, of course, you know. So it gives you, if I'm sitting there for a longer time, I, it yeah. gives you time to get nervous. Oh, yeah. If, you know what I mean? If I walked in and it was ready, it would be much better. But anyway, that's okay. So then they finally did call me. They had called me and another person, and they wanted us to communicate. They wanted to see how, you know, we can communicate together and how we take direction from the director. And then of course I'm nervous and he's like, turn right. And what do I do? Turn left. All that. I, I'm just, I'm over, over looking at it at this point, over analyzing it. So I don't know really how well I did, but I haven't gotten a call back and the two other people that I met through there, they haven't either. So I don't know what it means, but yeah, I feel a little insecure about that because if I don't get a call back, it's like,
0: ah, which. Yeah, but it's your first one.
1: Exactly. You exactly. can you can't go into period. it
0: expecting you're going to get a call back, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I don't know. It's a hard it's a hard thing. I was thinking about this recently because I mean, like I said I've been having a lot of issues with feeling insecure and like not really like myself and that doesn't just affect my my job, it affects comedy too. Like lately I've been way more like overanalyzing myself and I get way yeah. more anxious before I go on stage sometimes. Yeah. Which is really funny because when I was brand new to it, I didn't get nervous like that. I just like thought I was, I don't know. I thought I was so great, which I mean, I wasn't as good then as I am now. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. But then I had this confidence that I don't even know where it came from and I, I couldn't shake it really. I think there's like a dance between the two, which you like need to be confident, but you also need to be humble and you also need to handle rejection. Okay. It's this. oh, It's hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. Rejection is tough, but as a psychotherapist, when I see things, if someone says they are feeling a certain way, I want to say, Okay, so you're feeling rejection, but what does that really mean? Where, when was the first time you've ever felt that feeling? Because it's not really about that moment that you were rejected, it usually goes back to something that happened in your past, and this is like. This is like a little trigger that's hitting it, you know? Well, that, so it's,
0: is that uh, how you feel right now then? when I feel think like so. It nice. was a trigger. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was like when I tried out for cheerleading and I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that, you know, just feeling insecure and just, I don't know. It was, it was actually kind of funny too because I went and, oh my God, these women are gorgeous, drop dead beautiful my age and they look like they're 20 and that wasn't that was I don't know I felt a little insecure with that too I did I mean who wouldn't right but I know I'm not model material I'm not and that's okay I'm I'm actually good with that but I and I was saying to I you know before I don't want to I don't want to feel like I have to try to be someone that I'm not mm-hmm. if I end up doing or going with the acting that's great but I'm not going to I don't want to be someone that has to run out and get her nails done and look perfect all the time. I just, I don't want to do that. I'm I'm not, that's not who I am.
0: Yeah, you want to be who you are. And I don't ever
1: want to get like that, huh?
0: You want to be who you are, not someone. I want to
1: be who I am. Sure, I love to wear makeup sometimes. Sure, I'll go get a pedicure sometimes, but I don't want to feel like I have to be polished every second because Uh that's not, I won't go there. I'm not going to have that happen. So, I mean, there's a little dance with that too. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: if you do anything, you have to do it for the right reason. And you have to feel good about who you are doing it. And I guess it kind of goes back to, well, it's not really ethics, but in a way it is because it's being true to yourself. So Mm -hmm. it is kind of ethics,
0: right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to
1: be someone I'm not.
0: But it's also like when doing that, you have to, you have to understand who you are and you also have to believe in who that is. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. It's so funny because it's you. Oh, it's so true. You can see someone walking. You could have the same exact person wearing the same exact clothes in four different scenarios. And mm-hmm. you have one person who has no, no confidence, and then maybe a little bit more and a little bit more. And then the person with a lot of confidence, and you can see them walking and you can feel
0: mm-hmm. from
1: each one of them where they're at. Yeah. And I mean, that's. That's just how it is. So I feel like if, if I'm confident and if I really believe in me and I believe in what's supposed to happen, whatever's supposed to happen will. And the same thing with you, right? It's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's so true all the time. Like, I mean, for instance, I'll do the exact same set. Like, I'll do, I'll tell the exact same jokes one night.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it'll do terribly, but then I'll do the exact same jokes the another night and it has nothing to do with the audience. It's literally just how much confidence that I have.
1: Yeah. It's all how how you carry yourself. But some of it is the audience though.
0: Sometimes, of course. Sometimes it is, but it's I always know when it is not the audience. It's me. Okay. It's just the mind it's all mindset. Yeah. It, it really, really is. is. You can see yeah. I see people I see people go on stage and they won't even tell a single actual joke that they've written. They'll just talk to the audience and just mess around and they'll yeah. do so well, so well. It doesn't have anything. I mean, um, I think that obviously comics should like write jokes and, and have structure and all that, of course, yeah. but it truly is just about believing in yourself and being, having yeah. like confidence.
1: And not giving your energy to the confident, uh, to the uh-huh. audience because that's the other thing. If you're insecure and afraid you, you're you almost give your confidence on a silver platter to whoever you're around when you're feeling insecure
0: yeah you and they will be more than happy to take it (laughs) uh uh-huh yeah you have to be in control you have to be yeah yeah yeah. and i mean it's like of course it's like that for comedy but it's like that for everything really like if you're trying to get somewhere do something if you're getting interviewed if you're going up for an audition if you're yeah whatever driving a car i don't know um i mean think about like merging into a highway if you have confidence and another yeah. car sees, oh, yeah, this one's going ahead of me. Yeah. It's going to be fine. But if you don't yeah. and you're hesitant, that's yeah. when problems happen. It is so true. It's so true. So, yeah. Do you have a way to overcome that that you focus on when you're feeling really low, but you still have to go to an audition or you still have to, I don't know, like you used to give talks, right? Like, yeah. Are, were there ever days where you were feeling completely... No confidence it is and how so,
1: yeah, it's so hard when you will say you have to get up in front of a couple hundred people to teach or talk or whatever. And you, oh, you don't feel good. You have a sore throat. You have a headache. You've gotten a fight with your daughter before, whatever. Probably maybe Absolutely. It's hard to really <laughs> be on when that happens. But what I'm doing, what I have been doing for the past 10 years is I think about those different parts of me. All right, so we'll say I'm multi- multiple personality, but that's not what it is because we all have different little pieces. Yeah, so I course. have the I get boy who is insecure. Okay, so that she's got her, she's she's important because she's mm-hmm. insecure and maybe sometimes we need her to keep us safe. Who knows? And then we have, you know, the bully, which we don't always want the bully to come out, but sometimes that bully needs to be there and it's good to have that bully there. And then we have... The confident, Lori, who she's, she really is important because she protects all the other ones. So I will say, okay, you know, Insecure Lori, nope, take a back seat because m- Secure Lori is going to come up right now. And so I just kind of focus on that character and keep her with me. And that has seemed to help. It works for me. It's it's working no, with that character. Sense.
0: Yeah. I think that makes sense with everybody. I think everyone, like some people feel really shy sometimes. Some people yeah. feel really extra. Like, it, yeah, that makes sense. And it all depends yeah. on the day and everything. And I mean, doing stuff like doing talks and things like that is not, it's not easy. It's not easy when you feel off for a day, right? Um,
1: Especially if you have a dead audience. I mean, I've done talks where everyone was really fun and cool. And I just, I I actually worked off the audience. Like we were saying, you have a... A comedian, he doesn't have to even do comedy. He's just enjoying the the audience. And that happens. You know, you teach a class and I don't even have to bring my material in. It's already there and the class is already talking about it and they're animated. And it, yeah, so that does happen. But when you have a dead, dead, dead audience, it is hard. <laughs> and then the insecure person comes out so easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anyone has... Uh, The remedy to that completely, but it's going to happen to everyone. You know what I mean? That's different. Yeah, it it it, that's where you have to say, you know what it is, what it is. There's nothing I can do about it, so I'll just sit here. I think you still have to try the
0: exact same way, though. That's the yeah, that's the hard thing, but that's what you have to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just part of it. You have to say that's just part of the job. It's going to happen. Yeah, so maybe it won't happen next time. I've done shows for
0: like three people before. (laughs)
1: and and what did you do
0: you have to I mean it's still practice it's still a show and a lot of the times those people still pay to get there it's like yeah well you still have to just do your jokes and just still do I think that's where you can't just feed off the audience you have to still do the same type of thing like you have to bring the energy even more you can't get in your head and get let that insecure person take over because I think that's when you get issues no matter what
1: I remember teaching a class with, oh my goodness, high school students. I had to go in. Actually, they asked me to go in and teach a class on meditation, I think it was. So I did. And I was excited. I'm like, yeah, some 14-year-old girls. This is going to be great. And there was like 30 of them. They ate me for breakfast.
0: I'm sure they did. Oh my
1: goodness. I mean, I work with people right out of prison. I work with domestic violence. I worked with everything. And I never had a problem. It was these 14-year-old girls. Oh, yeah. That. I it was one of the worst experiences that I ever had so but I mean it's gonna happen things just happen you just you have to just suck it up and you know go with the next yeah. job
0: I'm terrified <laughs> but that was not fun huh blame, I'm terrified of teenagers I don't blame you
1: yeah maybe that's what it is maybe it brought me back to when I was their age and I felt insecure who knows
0: or when oh, no. I was their age and I was mean to you.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that was it. Yeah, it must have been. Oh, my God. They're all Emily's out there and they're so mean. <laughs> but they're, they're actually really mean. Yeah.
0: They are. I'm so scared yeah. of them. That's, like, the biggest reason I'm afraid to have kids is because I oh, teenagers scare me so much. They
1: are mean.
0: They're yeah. so mean. And they know exactly how to, like, destroy you from within. Uh,
1: destroy isn't even the word. I mean, they just, like, ah. Oh.
0: Obliterate. Uh,
1: obliterate is probably the word blow you up. I don't know not good so but yeah I mean but I told you I've been doing these little skits and I, I want to put it out because I want people to realize that I'm not crazy and the reason why I've decided to do these skits is because I need something to put on my resume and I absolutely had nothing when I was going to <laughs> auditions and things like that. They ask you to give your experience and I had nothing. I'm like, okay, well, I was a therapist, but I didn't have anything that I could write that was any type of acting. So and now I have that and I can give them my Instagram and my TikTok handle and they can go and check me out. TikTok. 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 So but anyway, what I did was I'm I am having more fun doing this. And I'll tell everyone This has been more therapeutic for me than anything I've ever done. Therapy. I mean, anything. This has been so therapeutic. And the reason is, is I have made up this thing. It's called Mandated Mom Support Group. And what I made up was, you know, young mothers that were stressed out because they have kids and all this stuff. So I made up three different characters. And then, of course, I played the therapist. So one of the characters is Laurie Young, which is actually me when I was in my 20s and M was a baby. And then I have these two other characters, which is Pam, who has a problem with alcohol. And then Heather, who is just, I don't even know how to describe Heather. She's a little nutty. She likes, she eats food. She's always eating out of stress. She has seven kids. She just found out she's pregnant and she's leaving her husband because he's a loser quote-unquote, he doesn't work and he's lazy and he makes her do everything. Anyway, I don't want to give up the whole thing because I want people to follow. But it's turning into like a little soap opera, what's happening with these ladies. And at first in group, they the two other ladies couldn't stand um, Pam because she's hoity-toity and snotty, and so they couldn't stand her. But with time, they're all developing this beautiful relationship. So... And Pam is in treatment right now. But again, I'm not going to say any more because I, don't, I want people to continue watching. And this soap opera will continue and it'll grow and it'll grow. And, and it's actually growing itself because little things that come up, I didn't even, they just came out of my mouth. And it's like, hey, wait a minute. That's how it's supposed to be. But the thing about this is it's really funny because I'm developing Heather and Pam easily. Their, relate, their personalities are coming out and I'm feeling comfortable with them. The one I'm having trouble with is Lori Young. I'm really having trouble with her personality and having her come out. And I I can help you. I'm sure you can. (laughs) (laughs) But it's weird. It's weird. It's weird because I'm really watching myself. Some of it's painful. Mm. Some of it is, I don't know. I don't know. Just looking at myself and trying to figure out who that person is. And I don't know. That's why I said it's very therapeutic. So, but I, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, everyone's going to have to check that out.
1: Yeah. I hope everyone does because I'm, I'm really having fun with it. I really would love feedback anytime because I, you know what, I watch other TikToks and things and you know how the people they, you know, they impersonate different people. They're the same. I don't even know how you, what you call that, but they're the same. It's them impersonating all these other Mm -hmm. people, little stories. And I've seen other people and they've done really well. And some of them are actually in movies now. They do commercials. I mean, their little skits really blew up. I'm kinda of hoping mine does too. But it's focused on empowering moms. That's uh-huh. that's the whole premise. And that's why that's why I love it so much. Because I wanna I wanna help empower other ladies at that age, because it's so hard to be a young mom. Oh uh-huh. so yeah, I mean that's what that's all about. But that's yeah what I'm doing in my spirit have you seen you
0: know? have huh? you seen the show working moms
1: working moms no
0: you should watch it and also I mean maybe you'll end up on that show
1: is it a um series
0: mm-hmm. it's really good it's on Netflix and I actually watched a TED talk by the person that runs that show I cannot remember her name it's really interesting it's about how she overcame adversity in making the show to begin with because she didn't really like think she could it's really interesting definitely recommend it Uh, But the the show in general too. I mean, you should check that out as well.
1: Oh, I'm definitely will. Because it's funny, my two characters other than myself, I don't even know who they are. (laughs) So I mean, they just showed up. But with time, probably more people will be coming in or whatever. But yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be interesting to watch and listen to how they did it. So yeah, that's cool. Thank you for telling me about that. So Mm -hmm. we're so lucky we get to do all these cool stuff. And I'm gonna be doing improv too because you. I found I found a group and their first class is July 15th. I'm gonna do that and then I'll be doing open improvs whenever they're available.
0: Yay. So
1: and we found out that comedians pick on improv, so this would be fun. We'll yeah, be that'll... I would be rivals.
0: Perfect. Huh? <laughs> Said perfect. Perfect. So well, cool. Well I hope that everyone has a great Monday. If you're listening to this on Monday. And once again, just thank you so much for listening. I can't believe this is our 25th episode.
1: I can't believe it. Oh, you forgot. We have to put a really nice word into our sponsor because she has been amazing. Mm -hmm. She has been, she has done so much for us. Thank you so much, Brittany Ford at New Hampshire Made Moms. I've been showing off t-shirts. I've given a bunch of t-shirts away. It's just really fun
0: really fun. Mm-hmm. fun yeah and too. if you haven't checked her out it's at new hampshire Made mom's on instagram she makes all sorts of different custom apparel if you want anything for your business or i don't know like a birthday anything you can think of she can make so check it out
1: check it out yeah yeah, yeah. all
0: right so well
1: name out am i right out. all right thank you Amy. it was nice nice to see you i love
0: you love you mom bye hey this is emily from maim mom thanks for listening to our podcast it comes out every monday Music by Faradazes of Wiki Games. Sponsored by New Hampshire Made Moms. Write in listener questions to maimanmom at gmail.com. Us or probably one of our dogs will respond with feedback. Maim out.